From Georgia Public Broadcasting, this is On Second Thought. I'm Virginia Prescott. Is there any dessert as transporting or quite as delicious as pie? From summer blueberry to Thanksgiving pumpkin, pies are carriers of memory and tradition. A pair of CDC doctors encourages you to escape the flaky crust rut of baking the same old pies. Paul Arguin and Chris Taylor met in 2009 and bonded over baking. Since entering their first pie competition on a whim in 2011, they've taken home hundreds of awards, including the 2017 National Pie championship for checkerboard peanut pie. They've also made a home together as a married couple, and their latest collaboration is a cookbook, The New Pie, featuring 75 pies and modern techniques to shake up the classic American dessert. And Paul and Chris are joining me now in the studio. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. The part of the story here is not just the pies, but your story, which is fascinating. How'd you two meet? Uh, so actually, we had a friend in common. I was uh, finishing up my PhD work at the University of Pittsburgh, and Paul was already living down in Atlanta, and a friend of mine left after she graduated and took a job at CDC and worked with a friend of Paul's. And she had met him, I think, at parties a couple times and said, oh, I have a friend back in Pittsburgh who I think you'd really like. Um, you've, I think, similar senses of humor. And, and she told me the same thing, and I think Paul and I both thought, Sure. Yeah, naturally. I rolled my eyes saying, yeah, I'm sure you have a friend. Yes. But as it turned out, we started chatting and, uh, and she was right. Uh, we had an awful lot in common. Including baking? Yes. That was, that was one of the first things we started talking about. So uh, we, had, we both had fairly extensive cookbook collections. And uh, we, we talked about uh, you know, what we had, what we liked to do. And that's when I had the idea, well, we're still living so far apart, but why don't we bake something together yeah, you know, via telephone. That's kind of adorable. Thank you. <laughs> what did you What did you decide to bake? Well, so that was I blame Chris for this. So I was visualizing in my head, oh, brownies, uh, pound cake, you know, the, something simple. And I just threw it to him and said, "You pick." And and I said, "Well, there's something," and because we had one cookbook in common, which was the Cake Bible by Rose Levy Berenbaum, and I'd always wanted to make the Scarlet Empress. All right, that just sounds complicated. <laughs> so it's yes. sort of a Baroque-style uh, Charlotte bomb dessert. So it's <laughs> you make a jelly roll filled with raspberry preserves. You cut the jelly roll into slices. You line a bowl with those slices, and you fill that with a Bavarian cream, and then you let it set and flip it all upside down and take it off, and you have this beautiful, almost brainy-looking bomb dessert that you cut into wedges and wow all your friends with cover with raspberry swirls chris were you trying to put him through the paces or just keep him on the phone longer <laughs> <laughs> it's funny i i hadn't actually thought of it at the time i was just thinking well, this is always something i've really wanted to make let's go ahead and make it um and it just so happened it, it turns out to be a really good relationship primer you know <laughs> it's like you can get someone on the phone for hours at a time and if they don't hang up on you in disgust. It's probably a good start. <laughs> so you were punching up from the beginning. <laughs> but your first pie competition was Pie Squared. And this is after you got together. You moved to Atlanta? Correct. Okay. That's Chris, by the way. Um, and you you did this pie competition, Pie Squared in Dahlonega back in 2011. What was that like? Why did you even decide to do it? Uh, you know, early in the relationship, you're always looking for interesting and fun things to do on the weekend. And I'm not sure where he found it, but uh, maybe some um, website or but you know, newspaper found this pie contest and said, is that something you think you'd, you'd like to try? And so I said, yeah, that sounds like a great weekend activity. And Chris took home the award. Yeah, blue well, ribbon. What'd you get? What'd you, what'd you make, rather? 
Um, it was the summer strawberry pie that's actually featured in the book. And a beautiful pie it is, by the way. There are many beautiful pies in this book. You both have competed in hundreds of contests since then with a combined 614 wins. That's at least time of printing. Has that gone that's, up? No, no that's, that's still correct. You're holding fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's still very impressive. So what is the atmosphere like at these events? Is it, you know, cutthroat or more akin to the genteel episode of The Great British Bake Off? Yeah, it's very collegial, um, especially at the the National Pie Championship. I think that's the contest we interact most with other competitors. Um, and it's really great. Uh, I know some of our fellow competitors sort of refer to it as pie camp. You come back every year and you get to see all your friends and everyone competes against each other. But, you know, even if you don't win, you get to see your friend win, which is always a great experience anyway. Well, you rate degrees of difficulty in the new pie in the book, yes. the ingredients, the equipment, the construction of the pie itself. What are, what are some of the easiest, like for beginners for or the pie-phobic? Um, I'd say probably one of the easiest ones is the um, uh, 6151 Richmond, uh, which is uh, – uh, th that's uh, really a, a Chris-inspired pie. Yes, Go ahead. it's inspired by the Golden Girls, which is a favorite show of mine. <laughs> so it's a – we have each ingredient sort of in inspired by one of the characters in the show. So it's a pecan graham cracker crust. So it's a simple crust to make and has pecans in it, um, an ode to Blanche Devereaux, the Southern Belle. And then it's uh, a limoncello cheesecake, so limoncello in Italian lemon liqueur. Um, for Sophia and Dorothy, and then it's topped with the lingonberry preserves um, for a Scandinavian Woman of the Year, um, <laughs> St. Olaf Woman of the Year, Rosen Island. And it all comes together in a no-bake cheesecake, which is, you know, what they always sat around and enjoyed together. It is absolutely a beautiful pie. And you have a number of other boozy pies in here. This is this is a pie for grown-ups, in one chapter, anyway. Correct. Yeah, one of the chapters is, is solely uh, dedicated to um, pies inspired by cocktails. Um, so, yeah, we have uh, 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 mango colada. We have um, actually a really fun one that's in there is the um, it's called the Nicolet. Um, it's a uh, 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 based on a, a boozy cappuccino drink uh, at an Italian restaurant that um, uh, it's actually in my home in St. Thomas, Virgin Islands. Um, and so it's a combination of multiple liqueurs in this creamy um, chocolate and, and coffee base. Um, I, I think it's fantastic. So it's and it's also that one's actually fairly easy to make. Okay, so that's the thing about these pies. They, there's such variety here that goes beyond, I don't know, pies on an almost, what, grandmother, folksy tradition? What, so yeah. what does new pie mean to you? So we really want to, you know, still respect the tradition of the pie, which carries a lot of memory, um, you know, with families. But we really want to, to say pie doesn't always have to be what you thought it was. It's not always just cherry and blueberry and vanilla cream. You know, you can do so much with pie. It's such a, almost an infinite um, dessert. And so we really wanted to, to showcase that, um, but also in a way that we sort of updated it a little because a lot of times with pie techniques, um, you know, recipes can be very rustic or homey in their instruction, especially um, with something like pie crust, where it's sort of like a lot of recipes will say, you know, you'll know it when you see it, hmm. putting it together. We really wanted to take a scientific approach as scientists, and so we really advocate for, you know, weighing your ingredients using a digital scale, you know, to know that if you have a, a formula and a proportion, that it's something that's more reliable um, than maybe what other people have experienced before, especially if they've had 
uh, you know, experienced a lot of frustration making pie crust. But that's funny because, you know, they say cooking is an art, baking is a science. So you two are both scientists, right? Or are you used to the scientific method? That's right. Does that give you an edge? I think it does. And in fact, I th we tried to put that into the, into the book. Uh, we strongly advocate weighing ingredients um, because that's one of the issues that people will face. They'll, they'll say, you know, well, my grandmother used to put a handful of this, a scoop of that, and, and that may be how they learn. And in fact, we were talking with someone recently who said, I always, when I make a pie, throw in some fruits, handful of sugar, and, and why do I even need a cookbook at all? And the fact is, sometimes he might be spot on and come up with a pie. More often than not, he'll have a runny mess or something that's thick and gluey, too sweet. Um, so if you could actually measure you're more likely to have a success time after time. I'm speaking with CDC scientists and pie innovators, Paul Arguin and Chris Taylor, authors of The New Pie. It's a cookbook that adds fresh and a lot of fun flavors to the traditional definition of the classic American dessert. Okay, so let's get to some hard-hitting questions here, <laughs> shall we? If you could choose one pie, sweet or savory? Oh, that's so hard. It's It's like choosing a child. Um, <laughs> and, and so I, I think I've accepted this as my answer now, um, is the cheese course. So it, Oh, right. There's a cheese course pie. Yeah. So right. we've modeled it after like what you, a cheese course you'd get after a, f a fancy meal. So it's a walnut graham cracker crust, a layer of um, fig and port wine jam, and then a, a cream on top made with gorgonzola dolce blue cheese, um, which I think, you know, just Looking at it, I think some people would think, oh, blue cheese and a dessert pie, but it works really, really well. It's not too cheesy. It's not too sweet. Um, it has that nice fruit layer, with, um, especially with the wine. It, it's really a fantastic pie. We had a, yeah, I would say we, we had, had a lot of fun surprising people when we, we served this at, at a dinner party. And they go, you know, cheese, this is going to be a savory course. And they're surprised because it's, a, it's still it's a, it's a dessert pie. Are people lining up to go to your dinner parties, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, it, it took a while because as we were readying things and testing the recipes, we were bringing a lot of pies to a lot of people's houses. And I think at one point, I think people just stopped answering their doors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, other questions, lard or shortening? Uh, you can use either, really. Uh, we, we've sided in the book uh, uh, with shortening. Uh, and people shouldn't be afraid of vegetable shortening. It, it's, a, it's a very good product. It has a lot of good purposes. Um, uh, both, uh, whether you use lard or shortening, they perform similarly um, in that they have uh, their, their uh, similar melting points. Um, they uh, allow you to work the dough a little bit easier. So when you're rolling out the dough, trying to fit it into your pie plate, um, it, it gives a little bit more flexibility uh, than a pure butter crust alone. Shortening is certainly going to be a lot easier for most people to find. Mm -hmm. When we say lard, we're not talking about the regular lard that you'd find on the, the shelf in your grocery store. The lard that's recommended for use in dessert pies is uh, something called leaf lard, if you're not familiar. No. There's um, a, a, a part of the pig um, that's it's the fat right around the kidneys uh, that uh, is the least piggy in flavor. And so it's, it's, it's prized for, for making these pies. So if you can find a butcher who renders out leaf lard for you, um, it'll be almost flavorless. And, and it's the per it really it does produce a wonderful pie. All right. How about crust by hand or food processor? I would definitely say food processor. That's the way I've sort of always done it. Um, Paul used to do by hand. Uh, but now I think he's converted to a food processor as well. I, I find it to be faster, 
you do it quick. So I know some people say like, oh, it heats up, can heat up your dough. It can heat up the fats in your dough. But if you do it in short, quick pulses, because um, you don't want to make a ball of dough in your food processor with pie dough. That's, you'd really overwork it at that point. But I, I think food processor is really the way to go. But if you don't have a food processor, by hand is just fine. In fact, we give instructions for both in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if, if all you're doing is one you know, disc of pie dough, it might be easier just to have a bowl in your pastry cutter and do it by hand. Um, I think why I've converted myself is we often make a ton of pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, uh, I think... Uh, I'd have you know, huge forearm muscles at this point if I was making every single batch of pie dough by hand. Is every pie better with ice cream? I think anything is better with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> hot pie or cold pie? Obviously, cheesecake is not going to be a great hot pie. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd answer that for the fruit pies. Um, you want it um, really at room temperature. So, you know, let's say a, an apple pie, let's say fresh out of the oven, steaming hot. That's actually, it smells fantastic at that point. But that's probably a terrible time to cut it, uh, being that the thickener that you've used to sort of set up your apple pie, um, it's reached its gelling point temperature-wise, but now it needs to cool down to form that gel to hold the pie together. If you cut it at that point, it's all going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. So must let a pie rest. Absolutely. Yes. How many pies do you all make in a week? I'm curious. Right now, I'd say maybe one or two. Um, yeah. While we were doing the book, sometimes... 20? Yeah. I mean, it was, it, was a, it was a ton. Yeah, we would each do four or five over the weekend. And your, your book is full of beautiful spins on the beloved pie classics. What, what goes into making a new recipe? Do you always collaborate on this, or one has the inspiration? Or? I think it depends. Yeah, some of our, I think our, our most spectacular pies have been fi- complete 50-50s, where um, I'll toss an idea his way, and he'll make it blossom. He'll throw it back at me. I'll add another little spark. Um, but there, there certainly are some that are pure Chris and pure me. So when you compete, you compete with your own pies, right? Correct. And, and we've always, I guess, with, I guess for the first time ever this year, we entered the same category once. But up until that point, we were always in separate categories so that we wouldn't compete directly against each other until best of show. I mean, once you reach the best of show round, I mean, you'd love to have you know, both of us in the best of show round. That's, that's, that's ideal. Yeah. Who's, who's by won that competition? Mine did. Yeah. <laughs> but but Paul's was a, he had some in the contending too. So it's all first place winners of the different categories. So blue blue ribbon winning apple, blue ribbon winning blueberry all go against each other for best of show. And so I had the blue ribbon peanut butter pie that year, which one? Oh, right. That was the checkerboard pie. Yes. That's a beautiful pie. And that's the other thing, the decorations, the look of these pies. Is one of you more adept at finishing them off or is this a skill both of you have come up with? In different ways, yeah. So Chris definitely has some um, beautiful hand piping skills. So yeah, anything really delicate and lovely, that's probably his work. Um, I, I've learned other ways of, of decorating pies. So some of the embossed crust tops uh, that you've seen, like the um, the maple blueberry. Um, right, with the swirling top pattern in the top. Yeah, uh, that one's in the, um, I think that's the, um, the swirls is on the... Uh, Cranberry, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, that's a beautiful yeah. looking pie. But the wood grain pattern, that's the one that's on top of the, uh, <laughs> of the blueberry. This is so fantastic. Yeah. It's a beautiful book. And, but you also have, you know, pies that you would never imagine, like a beet pie, the unbeatable pie. Yes. So, so you know, how, how are you going to get people off of their idea of the old steaming pie that they get on Thanksgiving or, you know, the apple pie fresh out of the oven in the autumn? Yeah, it, it's, I think it's going to take some work because I think... 
Pi can take some work to put together, and I think unfortunately most people only experience the joy of Pi on you know special winter holidays. You know, definitely Thanksgiving, sometimes Christmas. Um, We've actually been surprised, um, you know, how many people made pies for Fourth of July, which was really great to see that people are turning on their ovens and turning out fantastic pies for summer holidays. So you know, maybe it is, you know, maybe there is a pie renaissance coming. Yeah, we were tagged a lot on social media, and it was it was just lovely to see because you you can recognize them. Say, hey, wait a minute, and you can see, hey, that's that's the peanut butter and jelly pie. And we always try to put out, you know, if you have if you're making a pie and you have a question, contact us through social media, send us a message, we'll get back to you. And where can people find your pies on social media? Uh, we're at flour, sugar, butter, our three favorite ingredients, on Instagram and Facebook. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. This thank you. Great. Paul Arguin and Chris Taylor. Their book, The New Pie, is available now. And we're going to let Bob Dylan take us out into the break with his song, Country Pie. Just like old saxophone Joe, when he's got the whole head up on his toe. Oh, me, oh, my. Love that Country Pie. Listen to the fiddler play when he's playing till the break of day. <laughs> 